You are now listening to Almost 30 Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. We mixed up our intro words. I'm proud of us. I'm (laughs) not interrupting you. (laughs) (laughs) We're not robots. Welcome to Almost 30. If you're new here, we're so glad you're here. We know there's a lot of pods to listen to out there. So we really appreciate you choosing Almost 30. We really just want to provide real perspectives on this growth journey that we are all on. Lindsay and I started the show when we were in our 20s and now we were in our 30s and we love our community so much. We're so grateful to do what we do. It's a season where we're meeting and running into a lot of you in person, which is actually so nice. I feel like 2020, 2021, we were very much like not seeing people in person like that. And I've literally like ran into some of you in my neighborhood. And it makes me... <laughs> Same. I'm like, people like want to leave me because I'm like talking to them so much. They're like, I've got to go. I was taking a video <gasps> of this peony that was waving in the wind in someone's garden. And I was just like, it was like 15 seconds. And then one of our gals, Jess, who's in the community, she's a sweetheart. She's like, hey. And I've run into her before. And I was like, did you see me taking that video? I was like, catch it later. <laughs> she's my favorite. <laughs> Jess has sent me cat toys. She is a an animal lover. She's such a... I love her. The gifts that I've gotten from our audience include a retainer holder when I was yep. doing Smile Direct. Shout out to from Suze. Susie. And then from Jess, some cat toys. <laughs> we got that license plate that said Almost 30. Dude, from Kasim. From Kasim. Kasim made this very creative Almost 30 license plate. We get some of the best. I'm ready for more. So if you guys want to send us this link, (laughs) we'll give you our PO box. Um, Yeah, we're excited about this episode too. I feel like this is a conversation that's been in the zeitgeist a little bit for both of us personally and even for our audience. Mm -hmm. I think because we are a community of people within our membership and when we were on tour, we're really close to all of our listeners and our audience. And so we keep our finger on the pulse of what you're going through and what you're talking to us in the DMs about or in our community threads. And I think friendship breakups has been a really relevant and pertinent topic of conversation. Yeah. I'm curious if astrologically there's something yeah. <laughs> that was going on this past I feel like six months where it was over, I feel like the holidays into like early, late winter, early spring that I had just a wave of other people breaking up with me or me having mm-hmm. just a yeah, little reckoning true. within relationships and whether it helped the relationship and it really brought it to the next level or it was the ending of it, it was something I hadn't experienced before. I really have been quite easy to be friends with. A hundred. And I just literally. But, but to a fault, obviously. Yes. To a fault. But it's funny. I was asking before to Lindsay, I was like, when we were doing this, I was like, how many friendship breakups have you had or whatever? She's like, not, what'd you say? I was like, have you ever had a friendship breakup besides recently? And you said, no. Besides like eighth grade I feel like all my shit blows the fuck (laughs) off. Everyone's like, I'm friends with all my exes. I'm like, I'm sure they have like voodoo dolls. There's no like cool. I actually have some exes. I'm There's like no bad blood with. Yes, yes, yes. No, I have like one that we'd be cool. That's hilarious. Isn't it? And the others would be like literally like... Maybe it's your way of cutting or dissolving the cord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blow this up. Just ruining their lives. (laughs) When I did my ayahuasca ceremony years ago, I didn't really have much of an experience, but I do remember I was taken through all the pain of all the heartbreak I've caused to the 
people that I've dated. And I was like, oh, wow, this was really hard. I had a similar flash. Yeah. And I was like, man, okay. That was hard. Got it. And then my consciousness is like, my ego is like, that was hard for them. <laughs> like, I'm kind of amazing. That was really hard for them. <laughs> but when you're in the ayahuasca, you're like in the heart of it. And you're like, yes. oh my God, I'm so sorry and heartbroken. So, and I've had within friendship breakups, I feel like because of my mother wound more so, and I think we'll talk mm -hmm. a little bit about the mother wound and its impact on friendship breakups. I've had friendship breakups over the years that have felt really deeply painful and where I've gotten so intimate with the people in my life and the women that I've been friends with that it became crunchy or challenging to grow or for me to evolve or the hard conversations mm. became crunchy or hard or yeah, it was maybe hard for them to be themselves fully or me to be myself, myself fully, but I've had challenging ones and I've had sort of more peaceful ones, but it's definitely been some of the greatest pain in my life, for sure. Oh, yeah. Just like the the sisterhood piece that I feel like I'm only now really understanding the positive power of it mm -hmm. in my life. I kind of avoided it for so long because it felt complicated. It felt like too much at times for me to show up for and hold. But I feel like in my 30s, I realized that I owe it to myself to show up to my meaningful friendships with women and not only be myself, but ask for what I need and to, it's like not allow bad behavior sounds a little savage, but it's more so be so present in the moment and be able to say what's true for me because I tend to be pretty complacent in those relationships where I just want to make that person feel really comfortable and good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in friendship, like I've had a few reckonings with people where they're just, they're telling me the truth of their experience of me and I'm saying in my head, I would never do that to them. Mm -hmm. I just want, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Or I'm almost yeah. afraid to to rock the boat because yeah. I'm like, that's not friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting in that because what happens is sometimes if someone's coming to you with a situation, you forget that you also have an opinion and perspective too. Yes, exactly. And it's like, you kind of just switch. And this is, I'm saying you yes. as a euphemism, you switch into the victim. Yes. You're like, I would never... I love them as they are. Yes. But it's like you actually before this would have something that you would want to bring to them, but you haven't given yourself permission to do. Exactly. And so you're just sort of like receiving it and you're like, well, what the fuck? I have uh -huh. shit to say too. Uh -huh. You know, like I have uh -huh. beef, but I'm scared to say it or I'm scared to bring it up. Yep. And that's been like the fine line where yep. I'm like, I want to stay true to my nature. And then also I want to evolve and challenge yeah. myself to like really say what's true for mm -hmm. me and not be afraid that this person is going to feel ashamed or get mad or anything like that. So it's it's been very challenging at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in this episode, we're going to go through some of the questions that we got from you in the DMs just to kind of frame our conversation. And then we're going to talk about steps to heal through a friendship breakup. So how to heal from a friendship breakup. We'll go through steps that we've done tried and true that we recommend for you. So one of the questions that we get a lot and I think is a good framing question for this is how do you know when it's time to break up with a friend? 
I mean, clearly I didn't know for 30 yeah. <laughs> years. What You know what I mean? Oh, yes. I, uh-huh. I feel like there were so many friendships that just, and I think this is natural, but I also think some of them deserved a conversation that just kind of dissolved. Mm-hmm. And there was no closing of a loop. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's yeah. necessary always. But with certain friendships, I do think that it could have deserved a conversation. So for me, I know when I am feeling more judged than mm-hmm. and projected onto yeah. than in conversation with. So to me, that feels in my body like I need to shut down and close my heart because I don't feel safe to be vulnerable because I feel like if I'm vulnerable, I will be judged. What is not mine will be projected onto me. And then I don't feel as though there can be real perspective gained from that point. My body tells me so much within friendship where I'm like, oh yeah, that didn't, that didn't feel good. Or I feel closed now, or I feel a little bit out of my body because someone's making me feel uncomfortable. Another telling sign for me is that if someone is unwilling to relate to me now as like Lindsay, 34 years old, this is where I am in my life and unwilling to relate and get to know me now. And they're only working on and relating to the Lindsay when they met me or the season of life that they felt most close to me, then I feel like it's just time. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah, I feel like mine, it's it's interesting because they've been when I was less conscious. So it's like a different situation when you're coming into a friendship breakup or needing space when you're more conscious because you're like, okay, I can kind of see the patterns. I can see how I'm participating in this. I can see how they're participating in this. And you are more in tune with your energy and how you feel. For people that are not sure about if they should break up with a friend or kind of on the journey of discovering that, I think journaling is really important. And I know this is like journaling, schmernaling, it's so corny, but it's It's really important that you're able to track how you're feeling energetically. And I think there was friendships where I felt so energetically off. Like I remember this one situation and I would just feel so gross energetically after that I was like, yo, this is not right. And I just... I would even like talk to people about it, talk to people about it. Which I, and I take responsibility. Like, I feel really weird after this. I feel really off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once you're noticing sort of that pattern, then you can get clear on like, how bad is it? How am I feeling? What is my body telling me? What is the things that I'm noticing? Do I feel defeated? Do I feel judged? Do I feel alone? Do I feel off? Do I feel tired? What are the things that you're feeling? And is this happening more often than not? How can you also track the really beautiful times? Like, we had fun. I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt all these things and really figure out how to balance that out and understand the patterns that are happening. So I think you may know in your heart too, and there's a difference between, even with my romantic relationships, like there's a difference between a breakup that's like, fuck you, you know, then like, hey, we should move on. Mm -hmm, Like there's such a difference between the nervous system activated anger break up with a friend than when there's like, ah, this is not, I love them, but I don't know if this is a fit anymore. Yeah. You know, so how can you move yourself from an activated nervous system or from an activated state of anger or judgment or shame, whatever it is that you're in 
to a more balanced nervous system so you can make a clearer decision. Because mm-hmm. I think when we're acting from the more activated nervous system state, you're not going to be able to see clearly because then you're really looking from the lens of your trauma and your history. You know, for me, that would essentially be like, I can never trust women. I can never be myself with them, whatever that experience is. Then you're sort of looking at them from that distorted view of what's happened in your past rather than like the clarity of what you know now. So, Journaling, I think, is the best way to figure out when you know it's time to break up. Yeah, and and any other way where you can take space and time to be in your own experience and also just take stock of what you can take responsibility for. Yeah. You know, if you find that this is a pattern, this is a constant trigger for you, mm-hmm. maybe it's not just this friendship. It's It's more so that can be tended to and healed and because there's a part of me that just wants to be quick about these things yeah. and like burn the house down and be like, we're yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And then- I think for a lot of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's that like higher self that's like, take all the time that you need. Be with this feeling, be with this choice. For me, I had to get very honest about what I require within relationship, what I- expect of myself and what I expect of other people. And I say expect more so like kind of in partnership with this Mm -hmm. other person Mm -hmm. with how we're showing up. And so much of it is energetics because you can feel when someone's like really just not a, not open, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's hard to be like, you need to be more open. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I don't want to go around like convincing people to be more of what I need. So just encouraging people to take time and space. This mm-hmm. doesn't need to be a tomorrow decision mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to happen quickly. Like you can absolutely take your time because if you're anything like us, I feel like there are weeks where we feel something different every day yes. about something that's hard. Yes, 100%. Yeah, take that time. Okay, question number two. When is there a need for a conversation and when is it okay to let it organically evolve and dissolve? Yeah. This is like, I think this is personal too, because I think we're probably different in this way Mm -hmm. where I can't let something feel off. Mm -hmm. But not in like a insane way. I just would not be able to really allow someone that was close to me because I have a fear of, it's like, I value my relationship so much that I want to keep every connection that I can in my life. So it's like, I couldn't allow something to feel off for too long because- it would break my heart to like allow them to go. So for me, I'm like a conversation person. That's not to say that there have been been relationships that are organically evolved and dissolved. So that's the thing that's interesting is like, I'm sure there's been relationships in my life that I've let dissolve of people that felt hurt by that. Mm -hmm. But from my perspective, it wasn't a relationship that I felt like needed a conversation or mattered to me enough to need a conversation, to say it bluntly. And then I'm sure on the opposite, I've been dissolved by people and they didn't feel like I was needed enough to have a conversation. So I think what I've done with relationships to get really clear on like what relationships matter to me is written all of them down, the ones that really matter to me. And then I organize them from like a hierarchical perspective of like, what is the depth of intimacy that this person has access to? What is the lengths to which I will go for this person? And then like, what are the expectations I have for them and they have for me? So who are the people that definitely would get a conversation if I'm feeling like something is off? Who are the people that 
will get a less processed conversation and who are the people that really are meaningful for that. And then the others are people that can sort of allow the ebbing and flowing naturally of what relationships do, which is sometimes they're super in, sometimes they're super out. People are going through a lot. We're all really busy. So just allowing things to move naturally, but being very clear in my life about the people that would be a conversation and then those that maybe would be like Mm -hmm. a dissolve. Yeah, I really love that. Just literally writing it out and having a hierarchy, but- I think for me, this is part of my lesson in friendship where there's that discernment, but then there's also trusting myself to have those conversations. I, in my own experience, have such a specific expectation of what I desire. And if they've shown me otherwise pretty consistently, then I'm out. Yeah, that's... But have I brought it up to them as it's shown up consistently? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard too because it's like, this is like, okay, I'm I'm receiving enough data to know something about who you are and I'm making an informed decision on that. I know. And then there is that other side where it's like, would you say, hey, I'm experiencing this Mm -hmm. of you, but it could just be who they are. So exactly. it's, it's, it's so, yeah, that's an interesting one. But I think within my heart, I kind of have that hierarchy of like, I really can feel when I am being called to have that hard conversation and yeah. really push myself because my inkling is to like kind of lean back a little bit. I had some of those during like 2020, 2021, where like I really had to have some very real hard conversations with some friends that I feel like we kind of fell out and then had to come together as like the people that we are now. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to work at a relationship and give each other grace and have compassion and also hold our relationship to a higher standard of communication, Mm -hmm. of connection, of consistency. And then there are friends who... You know, there's that category of friends where like you could not see them or talk to them for a while and you just fucking flow and jam Mm -hmm. every time you see them and you just feel good. You feel so light and held and seen. And then like the next time you see and talk to them is like in six months or a year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have kind of different categories where if there was a falling out, I think it would feel different. Yeah. So the falling out feels different with different categories yes. of friends, if that makes sense. Yes, 100%. How integrated they are in your life. But I think it's good practice to try as many conversations as possible, you know, especially if you're someone that normally avoids to try and go and like learn and push yourself to have a conversation and speak your truth and speak your heart because I think those are really like your growth edges and your opportunities to sort mm-hmm. of see where your relationships are. As I've said this before, but... I just don't want to be one of those people that's like, you're my sister. You are like my soulmate. And then not be willing to put in the work of when it gets hard. Yeah. You know, with people in my life. So my goal is to be able to go there with the people that I'm really on the journey with and be really truthful and honest. And I've been grateful that I've been able to do that. Question three, what might cause a friendship breakup? Ooh. They fuck your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking bad about you. They fuck your boyfriend. They leave you at the club all alone. I feel like all of those and what seems to be in the zeitgeist is like 
different rates of growth yeah. and evolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or different directions. Yeah, I think rates that's a good one. And directions. I know I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, obviously we talk about growth and in this there is that growth thing. And I was like, I don't want to be someone that's always like, you're growing more than the other person. Cause that's yeah. then the ego to be like, sorry, totally. I'm growing more than them. They don't want to grow. And to always selfishly think that you are the one that is growing yes. more than them yes. is kind of delusional yep. because I think that's an easy thing to tell our egos to be like, actually, I'm growing more than them. I'm going to be more successful. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't need to always be like that. But there is like the directional pull, yes. like there's the vibrational pull where people are moving in different ways and people are prioritizing different things. Mm-hmm. People are showing up differently. People are falling in and out of integrity. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people can, and even we can fall in and out of integrity. And so someone could be, you know, I had a friend that I was talking to about a friendship breakup. She's sort of going through and she has noticed patterns of falling out of integrity where this person is doing destructive things, falling into destructive behaviors repeatedly over time for a long period of time. So this can be something where it can be hard to watch. You want to be there for that person, but there is a point where you aren't aligned from a very deep value perspective where you need to move on. And I think this becomes really more apparent than it did in our 20s or our teens. In our late 20s, 30s, and beyond, because we're going through these milestones of life. And so to see how friends like show up during those milestones, Mm -hmm. whether it's a big move or engagements, weddings, this, that, the other thing, it's kind of cliche, but it's like with certain friends, you kind of see how those events affect them. You just, you take note. Yeah. And usually it's a catalyst for growth and conversation, but sometimes you're like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, and then you piece that and you connect it to kind of like other things. And it's like, hmm. Because that would be indicative of them not fully supporting you and your joy or you in doing what's right for you. Yeah. And again, that's like the part of me that's like, man, I would never do that. Yeah. You know, which is like a little bit of, that ego, but, but it's also true. But know? it's also true. It's like for me and my relationships, I require that unconditional support and yeah. love. You don't have to agree. Yep. You you might not not have done it the way I'm doing it, but I think the respect and love has to be unconditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you love like the essence. Yeah. You know, of the yes. person. Yes. Yeah. So I think there can be breaks in trust. There can be like value mismatches between mm-hmm. you. There can be where you're noticing that they're not supporting you in your growth or supporting you in what you're wanting to do. So that's like a values mismatch too, where it's like, I have the understanding that we support each other in whatever decisions, even if we don't understand them. And then this person might be like, you know, it's actually very important to me that you have decisions that align with my values mm-hmm. and you're not following those. So I think that's really important too. I've had relationships break up in the past, and this is like years ago, where I started to do things. It was like at the beginning of my spiritual awakening that were very outside of the norm of what our relationship was. Sure, And it was very codependent. I loved this person very much and I still do. I stopped drinking. I started to meditate. I started to really do things differently. And yeah, it was not a good thing. It was like not a good feeling to feel like I wasn't being supported in my change, but then also this person was like, you're being weird. And this is not comfortable for me. So I've had that when I've been very young. And then as I've gotten older, I've had 
friendship breakups where it's been like an enmeshed situation where mm. someone wants to enmesh with me and I've been in enmeshment situations. And now at this stage, I cannot be in an enmesh relationship. Yeah. You know, those enmeshments are like, that's like the wanting to be with them 24 seven, like, mm-hmm. like let's cuddle, let's hug, like let's do these things. Let's be yes. together 24 seven. Let's kind of have our energies become one. Yes. So that we are just kind of addicted to each other's energy. And as an adult, you can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I used to shame myself for not being that type of friend that liked that. Oh my God. Because I feel like so many kinda people did, yeah, I, I are kind of like yes, that, yes. you know, where they're like seeing their friends all the time, yes. consistently doing all these things. And I just, for some reason, had an aversion. I think it was just like early, early experiences where I'm like, oh, I don't, I probably can't show up that consistently. And I feel bad yes. about that or, you know, yes. something to no, that extent. It's true. But yeah, it's very interesting to kind of see those patterns in adulthood. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you've done such a good job mm-hmm. of like identifying that too. Early now. Yeah. Like I can yeah, see it's I can nice. like hang out with one person. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. They want to mesh with me. Never again. Never again. <laughs> like, ta-ta. <laughs> I ain't got time to mesh. Okay, let's go through our suggestions of how to heal from friendship breakups because I think this is a really important piece. Okay. Yes. So the first bit on healing from a friendship breakup or healing from a toxic friendship is to feel your emotions. So friendships can really, really break our hearts. And there's actually science about this, especially if you're a female in a female friendship. The mother is life-giving. The mother is our life when we are a child. So that's why the mother wound is so important to heal. But we often can project or place that same sort of attachment on our female friendships. So when we have a breakup with a female friend, it can feel as painful as if our mother was abandoning, rejecting us or not loving us. So it can really hit us from like a somatic, Mm. energetic, painful perspective. So friendship breakups sometimes can be even more deep and even harder. I think they've been almost harder for me than my romantic relationship breakups because I sometimes let them in a little bit more, you know, over the years. So friends can really, really break your heart. So allow yourself to feel your emotions. Breakups can make you angry, resentful, or sad. And you have to really process this instead of holding it in. Otherwise, it will leave you feeling bitter for a long time. We all know those people that are super bitter. Yes. And you want to feel it so you don't hold it in your body. Yeah, I feel like that's become more obvious to me, the in-between of just allowing the mourning of like an end of something. Yes. Whether it's friendships or kind of a changing relationship and the quickness with which I find myself being like, okay, so what's the, you know, what's the next iteration Mm -hmm. or just kind of numbing that feeling is really interesting, but I completely agree. It's allowing yourself space and time and then also knowing that it'll pass much quicker. Like Mm -hmm. it does pass. Things Mm -hmm. get better. It actually frees up quite a bit of energy. It frees up just space for something else to come in. And if you kind of attune yourself to that possibility, I think you'll see it much sooner. Yeah. And anger is a secondary emotion. I learned from couples therapy on Showtime. Anger is a secondary emotion. So it's like, what is beneath that? Because for me, anger is like an easy place for me to go. But really beneath our anger is something much deeper, Mm -hmm. is, you know, that heartbreak, is that deep sadness, is that grief. So how can you get to that emotion and really work with that emotion? Part of feeling your emotions is really allowing yourself to feel like the depth and breath without judgment. You know, just being like really going there and really 
even sometimes I like to pull in other relationships. Like if I'm on a roll of really feeling, I'm like, oh, I'm going to also feel this one. I'm going to also like work through this one because if you're already in that energetic state of really cracked open feeling, might as well like work through it all. So Mm -hmm. feel your emotions is, is number one. So number two, take accountability for the part that you played. Learn as many lessons as you can. Self-reflect. What part have you played in this situation? What has this shown you about yourself? You guys didn't think we were going to let you off the hook, (laughs) did you? We are accountability assholes over here. We are all about the accountability piece. When I see graphics and, you know, social media posts and things on friendship breakups, this is the part that I'm always like, I'm always have my magnifying glass out for because if I'm seeing someone talking about a friendship breakup or talking about anything really and not taking accountability for their part, that is a huge red flag for me because then they're obviously in delusion and victim mentality of like not taking responsibility for the part that they played. Because even if it was a completely toxic person, then you need to check in on your boundaries and you need to check in on your communication and you need to see why this person was in your life. So accountability is so, so big. It can be hard to take it at first. I think the way that I like to do it is to feel the emotions as long as I need and then work my way into the accountability because it can feel like if you're working on figuring out, you know, what has this shown you about yourself within the first moments, you can kind of bypass the feeling. And I think we all like to do that. We all like to move ourselves along the healing process quicker than we might be ready. So really allow yourself to feel before you're looking for accountability points. And if you can kind of detach from like the identification with the one in the relationship. So meaning for me, I like to kind of take a bird's eye view where I'm looking at the relationship as a whole. I'm bringing in some memories, some experiences, and I'm like, huh, okay. I absolutely didn't communicate during that time. That felt really uneasy and chaotic, right? But being able to survey it without shaming yourself or judging yourself, it's kind of part of the gift for you to be able to see it now. And then also surveying the purpose and the gifts within the relationship. That was one of my like favorite things to do post-friendship breakup where I was like, wow, that was actually really beautiful. Mm -hmm. We were friends for this amount of time. During that time, you know, these are the gifts in which, from my perspective, we offer to each other and the things we accomplished and the, the support that we showed each other. And you can forget that so easily within like a breakup mm-hmm. mood. You can forget that there was a purpose or a few purposes within that relationship. So if we're just talking about like the higher perspective and why both of your souls came together you can allow yourself to feel into that and feel really good about it, that you were able to kind of pick up on what your soul desired to learn within this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, each relationship shows you so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think the ones that I've had, it's like, oh, wow, I, you know, if I'm attracting enmeshed people, it's like, what about me is doing that? The fact that I can abandon myself easily, I can be really someone that's in full support of someone else's dreams and mission and completely lose sight of my own. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how am I even attracting these small situations of these people? And it's really fun when you can love yourself enough to be your own advocate and be like, oh girl, like we got this situation, we're doing it again, like, Mm-hmm. we've kind of played this part with a lot of people where you're codependent or where you're like, whatever, yes. how can you be honest about this yourself? So it's, and it's interesting too, in the way that we speak like in culture, cause it's like, 
the psychology words and all of that that we use, but there's more and there's sometimes even like the deeper shadow. Yeah. Where it's like, were you talking shit about them all the time? You know, like being real with yourself. Cause if you can't be real with yourself, you can't be real with anyone else. So it's like, if you're sitting home alone and you're like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I don't want to be friends with her. And mm-hmm. you're like, I fucking, I talked to a lot of shit about her. Yeah. You know, like I really like did not say kind things. I, I didn't think kind things. Yeah. Be honest with yourself about that because you know, you just can't be sitting there being in the victim. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah, completely, completely. Okay, so number three, seek to unlearn any habits you may have subconsciously picked up from previous toxic relationships or family members. So use this as a guide for you and where you're repeating patterns in need of healing. So for me, the mother wound is perfect in alignment for this. There was patterns as it relates to my mom and our insecure attachment and sort of like the attention, not attention, attention, not attention, attention for specific things, attention for not these things, very inconsistent and erratic. And I was seeking out relationships with women that were insecure attachments. So the relationships that I would prioritize my energy were women that were not fully committing their attachment to me or their energy to me. Mm -hmm. And I'd have very solid connections and relationships and I wouldn't prioritize my energy as much. Like even with you or other friends, I would... I didn't do that, but I started to notice myself. I'm like, oh, why am I using so much brain space thinking about these certain female friendships mm-hmm. that I find to be, I'm wondering if they like me. I'm wondering if they're mad at me. I'm wondering if they're not mad at me. I'm wondering if they're talking bad about me. I'm wondering if they think I'm great, whatever, if they think I suck. And I'm focusing so much on my mental space on that rather than the ones that are very consistent and loving and always there. So really thinking about the subconscious patterns you've picked up from your mom, from your dad, from things you've witnessed in your life to use it as a guide for you for where you're repeating patterns that really are providing themselves an opportunity for your healing. Yes. I come from a long line of whether it's people pleasers or those that don't really say how they feel and also are consistently vulnerable within intimate relationships with friends or otherwise. And Yes, it's been such an unlearning to know that I can be vulnerable within relationship. I don't always have to be the one just listening to the other person be vulnerable mm-hmm. in order to balance and deepen the connection. There needs to be um, vulnerability on my side as well. And I've just, I've been able to connect the dots back to whether it's like what I saw growing up or what I was taught was like proper, polite, mm-hmm. or the safe way to be in relationship. And, you know, there's no like shade because obviously they learned from their parents or grandparents and what have you. But now once it's within your awareness and you're conscious to it, it's such a gift. You get to like work with it and work mm-hmm. on it. So that's that's definitely something I'm unlearning. Yeah. And it's nice to be in relationships where you can be like, oh, I noticed, you know, with my mom, I could not handle outbursts. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I shut down if someone gets angry at Mm -hmm. me, you know, and I can feel their energy angry. So how can you use that knowledge? You all are, you know, doing so much of this work and self-inquiry. So how can you use that within the conversations or within these friendships or even as you're processing the breakup? Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. 
Deloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, you, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Deloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Deloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high potency, fast acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try Deloon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. So number four is take time to process. So really, really take your time to process. Heal on your own terms. Give yourself permission to take your time. Yeah. We can feel like there's such an urgency in these moments where for me, my personal anxiety is like, are they mad at me? Mm -hmm. Are they thinking things that are untrue about me? Let me try to get in there and make sure they know what my truth is mm-hmm. and let me try to fix it so we don't have this dis-ease within, within our relationship. But time and space allows for you to regulate mm-hmm. your nervous system. It allows for your own truth to become more clear rather than clouded by the heightened emotion mm-hmm. around this idea of a friendship breakup or chaos within a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it can take months or years depending on you know how this relationship impacted you or how this happened. I have my one friend. I mean, I still have dreams about her all the time. It's mm. so crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know, because I just feel so much love for that person, but you can just take your time. You know, mm-hmm. it may be triggered in different ways. It may be bothering you in different ways, but just with all healing, really heal on your own terms. So number five, it's okay to express how you feel with others. Some of us need support in order to process things. So avoid talking to people who know you both. So this is really being able to give yourself the permission to process with your friends and talk to your friends and express 
it can be tempting to isolate yourself and to feel alone and to feel like, you know, you're bad or feel like you don't have support. So it is okay if you're a verbal processor. You obviously know I very much am a mm-hmm. verbal processor. Mm-hmm. Everything has to come up and out or else I get depressed if I don't process and express, especially anger. Just being sure to find, don't use your friend group. You know, if you have yeah. a group, don't use people in the group use people outside of it. You don't want to like muddy the waters and make people pick sides and really influence people in ways that really isn't fair because you're really just expressing your opinion. I think that's such a red flag if you have a situation with a friend group where I haven't experienced this, but like someone is talking bad about another person in the group and sort of creating that like toxic water for everyone can be really, really dangerous. Mm -hmm. I've seen some of my friends go through that. So that's a red flag too for friends. And I think within this episode, also thinking about your red flags a little bit. Like for me, talking shit, if I don't really know you, red flag. Uh-huh, a hundred percent. I know you, say whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Safe with me. Safe with me. I, that's why I think therapy is so, yeah. has been so important because even friends outside of the situation Yes. Sometimes aren't as neutral as I'd like them to be because they love you. Yes. They're like, they're like, no, girl, <laughs> that's bullshit. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, you know, I like hearing that because it's like comforting. Yes. And I also at this stage in my life really appreciate a neutrality. If there is another perspective that I'm missing, I appreciate that being brought to the table. And, and I think therapy really offers that to me. And it's also interesting to tell a story or an experience to a therapist Mm -hmm. who hasn't heard it before. They don't know anything about it. And then the act of saying it out loud almost brings things to light. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes with friends who are familiar with you, you're almost psychically kind of filling in the blanks. But with a therapist, they're like, wait, wait, wait. So, So when you said this to this person in this way, sorry, how did they react and mm-hmm. how did you feel? So it almost allows you to like break it down mm-hmm. a little bit more and really get out of the heightened emotional vortex of it all yes. and be like, what happened? In couples therapy, we were yeah. watching that part where she's like, what can we agree on as to what happened? Oh, I love that. Which was really interesting. Oh, I love that. Because- you can have your experience. I can mm-hmm. have my experience. They could be kind of on opposite mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum. But what can we agree on mm-hmm. that happened? Yeah. So the next one, number six, be your own best friend. Do things by yourself that you would normally do with your friends. Get comfortable being in your own energy. Your aura changes when you do this and you start attracting people who support you supporting yourself. So really learn. And I think this is probably the most important one of them all is to be your own best friend. You know, how can you take all the energy you were pouring into others, you've been pouring into this relationship or the, even the energy that has been siphoned or has been like exhausting you if you're in a, you know, toxic relationship and just really call that back to yourself and really learn to be comfortable being alone. I think that's the biggest lesson with it all. You know, if the more painful it is, sometimes the more fearful we are of being alone Mm. with our feelings and emotions. So really, really learning to be in your own energy. Yeah, it's so important. And I feel like I did this with dating where I'm like, I got me. Mm -hmm. And it's a friendship too, where it's like, can I treat myself the way in which I desire to be treated 
by my friends yeah. and have that be the model, mm-hmm. kind of the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number seven. Number seven, keep your heart open. Don't let the situation stop you from opening up to new friends when your heart is ready to. So after all the healing, keeping your heart open is so important. Number eight, you might not always get an apology or an opportunity to talk about it. This can be the hardest part because we feel like we never got closure, but that's not true. You give yourself closure. This is my thing I say. I'm like, we always want those perfect conversations where you know, we have someone apologize and they say all the right things. Like that will literally most likely never happen. So you have to give yourself closure. I had, (laughs) I don't know if I told you, one of my friends had a friendship breakup and was just thinking about them and was like, reached out and was like, hey, like, you know, I know we ended bad. I'd love to see you and talk. And they met and they said it was unreal. They were like, this person has been stewing and hating me. No way. Every second. Like basically like fell into depression because of this person. Like, like, like literally was no, like, like, oh, like a 10 out of 10 angry. Wow. And and this person, he came back. It's a, it's a guy. He came back to it and was like, you know, I, I'm excited to like kind of like clear the air, just kind of let it go, whatever. And this person literally was like, no, you actually Seething. ruined my life. You tortured me. It was like such different perspectives. And it was just so funny because he's like, I had no idea this affected him so much. This was that. And who's that on? Do you know what I mean? Because that's hard. A hundred percent. That's exactly. It's like, there's no, but it was just interesting because we have this expectation of what closure may feel like, of what it's expected to do. And I have this saying with romantic relationships too. It's like, you have to really create your own closure within yourself because no one else is going to complete that part of you or really fill up to the expectation you have of what the closure should look and feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important point of discernment for me. Does yes. this deserve the closure or not? Yes. All right, my loves, I'm hopeful this was helpful for you. And if you're going through it, you are not alone. I think we should do a workshop in our membership about this. I think so We too. should really do some community support for this type of thing because it is so heartbreaking. But for resources beyond this, I highly suggest Discover the Inner Mother book mm-hmm. on the mother wound. Um, I highly suggest the mother wound episodes that we've done are really powerful. We did a female friendships roundtable and we've yes. done multiple relationships on female friendships. So make sure to dig into those as soon as you can. Yeah, we're thinking about you all. Thank you so much for listening as always. Send this to a friend. Maybe it's maybe it's the yes. conversation starter with the friend that you want to <laughs> have a conversation with. But uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. We have new episodes every single week. We have a lot of these solo episodes with Krista and I and us individually. And we just appreciate your listenership. And finally, thank you to our sponsors for this episode. You can find all discount information in our show notes and on almost30.com slash partners. Thank you all. We will see you really soon. See you soon. Bye-bye.